On tonight's episode of Eureka Cast Now, we continue our stories on the science of play, learn the ugly truth behind certain quote unquote sustainable toy boxes, how play might be the biggest state since flow, and of course, book two of our live playtest tabletop RPG, Legend of the Overroom. The following program is an artistic work of fiction and falsehood. The views expressed in this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the broadcasters or the management thereof. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, I'm glad you're here. I'm lead media disruption developer Kai Hubris, and this is Cast Now, where we discuss the latest news in science, but also technology, and also the hottest gaming information as well. With me, as always, is Professor Rowan Medellar from the Simon Amy Institute of Spirit Science. Hello, Rowan. Hello, and uh, welcome to the program. Is that it? I'm I'm afraid that it that is don't it. You, don't you usually have like a, a a long a long thing that borders on any coherent thought? Um, I mean, it's quite coherent if you listen to what I have to say. But no, I I don't I don't have um the energy to uh, be able to uh, give the give the show Rowan, maybe the opening it the, deserves. You don't have the energy. This is the last thing I'd ever expect you to say. Uh, it's it's really um it's, You're the energy guy. It's I I am. I am a light worker. I know many forms of energy. I work with energy, but the fact of the uh-huh. matter is is I just don't have it in me today. Um what's, what's, I might be a little I might be a little low frequency as um you know people in my field would say on this program. Uh, this longer, show and I apologize to you and I and I apologize to the uh, the listener for what's not necessarily being able to bring oh, my egg. I'm game. sure it's I'm sure it's fine. What's what's uh, what's got you down in the dumps there, Rowan? Well, it it you know emotionally I am sound. Uh-huh. Um, it is it is the physical body that's causing me issues. Um, really? Well, okay, so. I guess I guess we're not supposed to give qualitative language about products or services or events. Yeah. Um, but I do have to say I do have to put out a use some qualitative language here, and I have to send a warning out to anyone who might have decided to participate in the uh, the nature box, any uh, Auntie Cleaver's nature box ah, from la- from last week. Right, you were super excited about about yours arriving. Right, um, and to the for the benefit of the listener who did not make it, uh, did not tune in last week, Auntie Cleaver's nature nurture box is a monthly subscription box wherein uh, individuals who maybe want a natural experience with their child Mm. but cannot go out into nature can have nature mailed to them in the form of a box that uh, has dirts dirt sticks leaves um mosses like classic nature staples right um that you can then uh, unbox with your child or you know children unbox with children of any age really Uh um and look at and play around with and learn and uh, i was very excited to uh, get my hands on this Mm -hmm. and so when i saw the all hemp natural package 
sitting on my doorstep just two days ago. Sounds I was, legit. I was very, very excited. I tore right into it. Right away, I was noticing the, there's no packing peanuts, which is very smart, mm-hmm. uh, an absolute bare minimum of plastic. So the, the, the so far, so good. Uh-huh. And then I open it up, and it has pretty much everything I expect inside of it. Uh-huh. It has a couple of different varieties of moss, uh-huh. some living, some dead. I would like prefer if it was all living, but you know you make compromises. Um, leaf litter, good amount of leaf litter. Um, what's, what's leaf litter? Well, uh, when the leaves fall to the ground and sort of begin decomposing and turning into a rich nutrient-filled mm-hmm. hummus. Um, okay. The, the, it was, and and, and to, you wanted that. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, that's that's one of the guidelines of nature um, is is leaf litter, uh-huh. um, and and the leaf litter I got it was mostly maple leaves that fell in fall, so it's not as fresh as I would have wanted, but it was still appreciated. Sure. Um, got some dirt in there, mostly silt, but it was still dirt, natural dirt. Um, yeah. White some sticks, I think white oak. Um, and, uh, you know, I was quite pleased. I, I sort of, you know, went through there, um, you Would know, you took, know, took the leaf litter and threw it around and, and, you know, looked at the sticks with a, my magnifying glass. Uh-huh. As, and, as a child might. As a, as a child who is interested in nature. Or an adult. Um, a child of any age. Uh-huh. Um, child from one to a hundred. And, uh, I, I put it away and, um, I thought to myself, well, this is something that I feel comfortable having on the, uh, Simon Amy Solutions for Wellness newsletter. How, how long Co- did you spend? How long did you spend, uh, just playing around with that stuff? Oh, probably about two or three hours. That's a, a nice chunk of, chunk of time. Well, I mean, considering that on you think you're that put the av- hours into it, considering the average uh, hike can be anywhere between seven to twelve hours, um, you know, I thought that was a pretty pretty easy thing to do. Okay. Um, unfortunately, that was Actually, not that was was that was not the only those were not the only things that were part of Auntie Cleaver's not the end of it. Nature nurture box. That's what you're saying? No, it was not the end of it. Because oh. inside of it was, in fact, um, ticks. 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 Lots okay. and lots of ticks. And uh, okay. And let me. Okay. So I think just based on exclusively just your tone, it doesn't seem like you, you didn't you didn't want those. Well, uh, you know, I have to say, I, I I wouldn't have minded them so much if there was forewarning of it, because uh-huh. um, once again, throwing the dirt and the leaf litter and the sticks and what have you, got um, I could have uh, those ticks got everywhere, and it doesn't help that I happen to enjoy baskets, that I happen to enjoy wicker furniture, uh-huh. and that I happen to have a lot of very long fur cats. Um, sure. And those ticks are everywhere now. They're they're in they're on my cats. They're in my furniture. They're in um, the various uh, carpeting that I that I have. Um, my carpet room is uh, effectively a no go zone because mm-hmm. every time you wander in there, you come out with a couple of dozen ticks That's hanging to your horrifying. shins. Um, and, how, and, how are you doing, Rowan? Are you well, sick? Well, I I I. I I once again, I'm a little. Um, the body is a little diminished in uh-huh. its responses. So I, I might have picked up something from these ticks. I certainly haven't been sleeping very well. Sure. Um, and the fact of the matter is, is that they got into my tapestries. Oof. Um, and I had to get rid of those. You don't want that. Um, no, they were quite expensive. Um, Lemurian tapestries uh-huh. that had to be uh, thrown away. Um, and I haven't gotten to the worst part. This this sounds pretty bad, Rowan. I can't imagine what the worst part could be. Well, we'll buckle in because the absolute I'm worst part is I, fi- is I finally 
um, took the time to take one of these ticks okay. and look at it and see what kind of tick it was. As one would do. And it's invasive. It's not even native to the to the um, the Midwestern maple lands that this this nature nurture box was supposed to be from. It's an invasive tick. So your your concerned, your biggest concern is just that this this particular tick is not from the region. Well, it's not my. It's it's not. It, it should be your biggest concern as well. Why why would it be my biggest concern? Well, do you want um, invasive? Um, foreign ticks entering into the ecosystem. I guess I don't. I don't want any kind of ticks. Well, that's just per- perfectly. Well, that's just closed-minded. It doesn't sound like you're doing too too great with your ticks. What do you got for us, Kai? Uh, well, yeah. Okay. So as you know, this is a this is a, a gaming a part two of our gaming show. Gaming play. Play. Um, yeah. What science have you. of play? Um, changing the game. Part two. And uh, unraveling the science of play. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Some that's, more, and that's just because play is so is such a large part of of science and tech today. It's it's fundamental, irrevocably fundamental. And one of the most important ways to emphasize how fundamental it is is how it's changed, how it's changed work, how it's changed how you work. Play has changed how you play, even uh, one could say. Um, and to emphasize this. Let me talk. Let me tell you about a about a little a little thing uh, called. Well, let's start off at the, with the beginning. Um, so is there there's this state, and Rowan, tell me if you've heard of this state before. This is I guess this isn't your field. Your friends probably don't engage in the same kinds of leisurely activities that mine do. But uh, but perhaps you've heard of the flow state. I have heard of flow state. Actually, it's a uh, concept in um, behavioral psychology and uh, you know cognitive programming that we often uh, talk about. Sure, and yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 sort of psycho- psychological. Um, but really, the the real idea behind this term is is that it's a term within the new media sciences. Um, that is the, a mental state in which somebody is fully engaged, immersed. And exhilarated by an activity that they're that they're working on. Right. It's sort of uh, the situation where, for me, for example, I might be so involved reading a book about cat husbandry um, and wifery that I might uh, I might lose two three hours just going through there. Right. Or, or I, uh, you know, tuning my crystals. Or or with me, I'm I'm making a graph and. I get so into it. The thing is, you you get so focused. You start thinking so clearly. You start seeing patterns where nobody has realized patterns have existed before. And the thing is, you just get the job done. Mm. It's sort of like the flow state is sort of like jazz, except uh, it's not a huge waste of time, like mm. like jazz. Yeah. Um, so innovators, and and so this is powerful. This is a powerful, powerful state to be in. Everybody wants to be in that flow state. They want to get in that flow state. Uh, Innovators, entrepreneurs, and sigma grinders have been using the flow state to increase their productivity for years now. Because really, it's all about productivity. Well, I, I mean, you know, um, there's something to be said about the ability for the the mind to sort of retreat into itself and be fashioned uh-huh. into a into a knife or a, a speeding sort of uh, a, a bowl. Gun. Uh, whatever you would uh, might call it, bazooka. 
I, the flow state is sort of about turning your brain into a bazooka. And that's why some hackathons have even gone as far as to ban what they're calling zoning. Uh, hmm. So, you know, uh, frankly, people have made fortunes uh, uh, developing methods of zoning, developing, you know, books on zoning, uh, all sorts of things. Because, uh, you know, we consider it uh, – it's called getting into the zone, it's a dangerous tool, but a very powerful tool at that, and it takes a real master to 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 harvest it, to uh, to understand it to a level where they're able to use it, uh, and to great benefit. So, the flow state, an excellent, an excellent thing to use. However, well, there's a new state in town on the scene. What, what, really? Yes. Uh, is it related to flow state? It is. It is. It's kind of related to flow state, but more it's related to the concept of the show, changing the game. Um, so some people are calling this new state. Uh, it's called being in the fun zone hmm. or jacking into the ball pit. It's this new way to achieve focus, clarity, and maximize productivity and performance. Um, it's called the play state. And, and and so what is um what is characterized by the play state or what are the the um necessities to get into this new state? Oh, we'll talk about all of that, Rome. But we, first, I like to start off with uh, I always think it's super important to start off with the data. Oh, of course, because that's where that's where things everything begins and ends. That's I, the the alpha and the omega is the data in in my field of research, new media. Well, the alpha and omega is the alpha and omega in my field of research, but the point the point is well made. So, so yeah, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about the data um, about actually getting into the fun zone. So, based on some large scale studies of nearly seven hundred gamers, those that were you know in the play state that were jacked into the ball pit uh, were able to score five times higher and last ten times longer in the game Temple Run over an identical flow state population. And is this Temple Run, is that is that a standard um, sort of benchmark that is often used in these studies? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, in, in new media specifically, we use Temple Run uh, because we found that performance in that game uh, is directly related to sexual performance. <clears throat> so it's, it's a one-to-one correlation, so it's used pretty, pretty generally. Um, so it's, it's really promising data. I mean, this is why people are talking about it, is that, you know, the flow state is seen as this, this pinnacle to reach to. But we found a state, we found a, a, a way of, of thinking that uh, that is better than the flow state. This is big news. Well, why, um, but not only that. Rowan, you have a question. Yeah, I was going to say, why, why, um, how, why do you think it's been so long since the new state has been discovered? What, what was the um, – what was the uh, – what led you to this? Uh, well, it's just, you know, it's out in the field. These sorts of things, they sort of just evolve <laughs> over time. Um, and f- thanks to the advent of the internet and the, the disruption of new media, part of you know, part of my field of research, new states are, are popping up quicker and quicker. In the past, uh, like you have the, ste- you know, the, steel, the, the stone state and the steel state and the Cambridge state, uh, the, these things took, you know, years, e- decades, eons to, to, to change and evolve. And now the flow state is relatively new, and the, the play state, well, you know, it's even newer. We can only hope that, you know, we're going to see, see a, a massive increase in these new states popping up. But for the time being, it's just a matter of keeping on top of the latest states. Um, but it's not only about gamers. 
the place that you think about it, you think, okay, maybe this is only something for gamers. Maybe it's it, it maximizing might, game. Or it, it might be something that game only gamers are uh, predisposed to well, putting themselves into. Well, gamers are certainly uh, are certainly where this uh, this 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 bacterium, this this virus, sort of we we noticed it first. Uh, patient zeros, yes. if you will. Patient zero, yeah. In fact, was a uh, was somebody playing Last of Us Part Two. Um, in uh, data scientists, we actually conducted some uh, some uh, some surveys on data scientists, and we noted that data scientists who worked while in the play state were able to produce twenty percent more engaging visualizations yeah. than those in the uh, in, in the in the flow state, mm. um, which is also correlated to sexual performance, mm-hmm. of course. So, and let me tell you something, Ron. Right now, yeah. Me? Mm-hmm. I am delivering this segment from the play state, which um, shows – which demonstrates the performance. I noticed the sort of the beads of sweat working their way down your forehead. I've noticed the slight quiver. I mm-hmm. wondered what that was. I assumed you were just coming off of a meeting or um, – you know, a, a monster enema or something. I'm usually coming off of both of those things simultaneously, mm. um, but I've I, I've developed past that. My abilities have have succumbed, but the play state is relatively new. Um, so, the, so I guess the thing is the data, you know, the data corrobor- uh, corroborates. It shows that it shows that play state is in among many vectors a more efficient more task oriented headspace in which to occupy exactly i think the data has shown that i would agree with you but then that begs the question uh-huh. Kai, how do you enter play state uh, yeah how, how did you to this morning or rather this evening before you came into the program uh enter play state uh what and what did you have to do it should be noted just like flow state play state is is something that you you can't you can't just have it happen. There's there's no perfect – it's an art. It's more of an art than a science. There's no perfect way that 100 percent of people are going to be able to get – to enter into this state um, while while working. So after years and years of the flow state existing, people have developed these comprehensive theories and algorithms in order to almost ensure, statistically ensure, that one is able to enter a play state if they follow certain procedures. Mm-hmm. But play state is still very, very new. So we're only at the cutting edge. Um what I can do is, based on our rudimentary data, again, a lot of this stuff hasn't been studied to a great deal. The, the armchair psychologists haven't really, and the pop psychologists haven't really, you know, threw in their two cents just yet. Just us down in the laboratories um, saying what we think is going on. Uh, but I can tell you some things that, according to our, again, uh, low amounts of data, we can, we can say uh, with pretty high certainty might increase your chances of entering into the fun zone. Um, AKA play state. Exactly. Um, so fantastic. Hi, what are some of these, uh, these methodologies, these, these procedures and behaviors okay. that uh, the listener might be able to try at home? Okay. Um, so we have setting checkpoints. If you're able to set checkpoints for your day, um, then you're going to be able to work towards those checkpoints just as you would be doing while gaming. It's sort of about becoming the game, getting focused into the game by setting checkpoints. Not just not just playing the game, but but playing your life as if it were uh-huh. the game. Yeah, exactly. Setting those okay. checkpoints, knowing that when if you if you see a game over screen, you're just going to refresh back to that checkpoint. Okay, all right. Fair Next enough. one is put on a put on a fun shirt with bright colors. Bright oh. colors for years we know we've know have had a positive, uh, a stimulating positive enforcement in our work and our play is that something that's that has been known for years yes um ideally if you're able to sort of get like a like a hawaiian shirt mm. like a vacation shirt 
Um, you have no idea. Like somebody goes on vacation for a little while, they start working from Hawaii. They start working from these tropical locations. Their productivity goes up. And we pin that on the shirt that they're wearing. Fair enough. <laughs> Next, laugh authentically on 10-minute intervals. We're talking a hearty belly laugh. So 10 minutes goes by, you know, you set a timer, 10 minutes goes by. It's very, that's very loud, Kai. Um, But uh, I think authentically is the key, the operative word there. So maybe I was, I was thinking of a very funny picture that I saw on the internet. Right. So maybe, so, so you would recommend having perhaps a a, a meme or a Uh a chortle, a a guffaw, uh, something you can look at to to achieve that laugh. Yeah. Some sort of web comic. Uh, yeah. Some sort of really good NFT, mm-hmm. just up up on up on your on your computer. Maybe even have it your back background, so you'll just minimize your se- several hundred tabs, and it'll be right for it's it. Right there. You. Next one: listen to carnival music. Now, you know, listening to certain kinds of high energy mu- music has has we've known again we've known for years has been able to get somebody into focus. As, uh, you know, if they're working out, listening to some you know high energy music gets them to just keep running, keep going to the beat of the music. Well, this is carnival music we're talking about. This is going to lift your spirits and really put you in a place where you're going to increase your chances of getting into the into the fun zone, being in the play state. Hmm. Next next one. And this is when we're starting to get into the sort of more experimental things. After it rains, take off your shoes and stomp and splash together in puddles that the storm has left behind. Now, now I'm going to assume this isn't something you necessarily want to do if you're trying to achieve a play state, enter the fun zone um, at a, in a workplace environment. Maybe this is something you do at home. I would say, depending on just you know, get a, get a lay of the land. If you work in a fun office like I do, if you got beer on tap, then I'm sure they'll let you take off your shoes and stomp around in the rain. Hmm. It's a bonding activity. That's fair. That's fair. We have been known to get skyclad in the rain at the Simon Naomi mm-hmm. Institute of Spirit Science um, as a group activity. Um, although generally we just hit the showers afterwards, so mm. you know there's no mud or anything. Hey, let's not talk about that anymore. Next one: paint a mustache on your face. Just lightens the mood, allows you to sort of get into the into an imaginative headspace, which is essential for the uh, uh, for the play play state. Ooh, okay, fair fair enough. Next one, make shadow puppets out of recycled materials. Then put on a play that you make up with those puppets. You can pull the shade off of the lamp, off of a lamp, and use the bright light to help with your puppets. And and is this something you did before the show? Um, not before this show. Certainly before several meetings that I had. Okay. And then I'd come to meetings with my mustache on my face and. Well, what do you know? Everybody on my on my uh, on my Ronde screen also has a mustache on their face. We're all reading the same papers. Next one, um, and this is actually a, a really a really interesting one. Um, the next one is about playing sort of a game, a game that you hyped up for uh, for the play state. Um, it's a game called Sardines. So what you, <laughs> with your coworkers? Yes, this is what you do. Um, your peers, if, maybe. If you want to get yeah, with your peers, your coworkers, your uh, your, what do you call them in your field? Um, colleagues. Yeah, your colleagues, um, your grad students. Um, uh, Sardines is this game. Uh, it's like hide and seek, but only one person hides, and everyone else goes looking for them. If the seeker finds the hider, 
The seeker squeezes into the hiding space with him. I have played this with grad students, actually. But, but we have a different name for it. Uh, well, I mean, the last rule is no giggling, though. Well, that's um, well. There's not a whole lot of giggling that goes on during these uh, mm-hmm. with these grad students. I, I have a feeling that you're. This is a, this is something you're reading from somewhere. No, no. This is all stuff that I have personally done. This, okay. My next one. My next one. Create your own crazy jumps, spins, and tumbles. And, and and this will help you achieve the the the, the play state, the crucial play state that everybody is jonesing so, for. So so to increase your productivity uh-huh. through the play state, entering the fun zone, um, you recommend creating your own crazy jumps, spins, and tumbles. One hundred and ten percent, yes. Next one: spin around and around on the grass until you fall down. Then watch the world swirl around you. Kai, I, you're starting to lose me with these. Hey, this is this is just what the data tells us. Again, I, I, I you know, normally you ask to see my data, um, which I do email to you, and then you ignore um, uh, constantly. I frankly, incessantly. it's unreadable. The the patterns, yeah, the hash marks you use, I can't understand them. There is a very specific easy reader that I've sent you the email for. We don't use You've PDF. Sent, you sent me a pie chart that adds up to ninety. 2% and I just don't understand. Well, the 8% was omitted because it was that's um okay, let me just tell you the last one. Okay. Again, based on data that we've collected on how, how to, to enter, enter into the play state. Right. Increasing your productivity. Yes, increasing your productivity, getting focused and a clarity of mind. Invent your own language. Speak it with your brother in front of your parents. Kai, you're you're reading you're Thank you very much, Kai. But I, I, we're, we're, we, I believe it is time for the mid-show midterm. Um, excellent. It is. I'm just going to go over here really quickly and create my own crazy jump, spin, and or tumble. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go, 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 go ahead. Go ahead, Kai. Um, while, while I intro this, but um, uh, uh, oh, there he goes. There he goes. Are you? Are we? Are you done? Are you, are you done, Kai? I'm feeling really clear, really focused. Okay, so today's mid-show midterm, um, and of course the mid-show midterm is a little question we like to ask in the middle part of the program, where um, uh, to give the the listener at home some time to uh, to chew on it, to chew on it, to think it over uh, while we take a short station break, mm-hmm. and uh, today is no exception. So the question is: Which of the following video games was the first to be beaten by an African gray parrot? Um, famously, one of the more intelligent parrots uh, in the mm-hmm. animal kingdom. And so uh, why don't you read our options for us, Kai? I would love to. Um, So the the options that we have are, number one, Horizon Forbidden West. New game, uh, critically renowned game, Horizon Forbidden West, the second in the Horizon series. Number two, also a second in a series, is Dark Souls 2, Scholars of the First Sin. Have you ever played any of the Dark Souls games, Kai? Um, In a sense. Number three is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, a third in that series. And I think we're keeping on sort of a theme here with, uh, with what are they called, S- sequels. Franchises. Franchises. Because um, the last one is Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. And what's interesting to note about this one is that the Insane Trilogy, it is a repackaging of the first three Crash Bandicoot games that came out in the, in the late 90s. 
Right. And so one of these games was recently, quite recently, beaten by an African gray parrot. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, these are all relatively modern games. So this is a modern, a modern occurrence. Exactly. I'm not going to give away when it occurred yeah. and then and how it occurred just but, yet, because it is the um, the uh, uh, that is the question. I don't right. want to give anything but away for the, the citizen scientists listening out there. Just think about think about this. If an Af- African gray, whatever you choose, whatever is going to be the answer, if a, if an African gray parrot could have beaten it, what's your excuse? So uh, with that, uh, with leaving that uh, that to be chewed over, to be thought about, uh, we are going to take uh, about an eight minute break, eight to nine minute break, um, and when we return, we will have the answer to the mid show midterm as well as the second part of our show, mm-hmm. including the return to mm, yes. Legends of the Overrune, the, uh, the the critically reviewed. The largely reviewed uh, tabletop RPG that Rowan had, has developed and play tested on the last play episode of our show, and and uh, I'm very excited for you to see what I've done with the system. I hear you've made large changes, which I am very excited I, about. Yes. Well, uh, in any case, um, listener, please stay tuned. We will be back in about eight minutes. <laughs> And we are back. We're back. Welcome back, Ron. Welcome back. Hi. Uh, but it's time for us to answer the long sought after question of uh, that we posed before the break, which is, of course, which of the following video games was the first game to be beaten by an African gray parrot? And this is something that occurred relatively recently, as you can see by the choices here. Um, although, to be fair, with the um, how intelligent African gray parrots are known to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine that these newer games were provided because older games would just be less of a challenge. Exactly. Yeah, I think, I mean, African gray parrots, I think when the first, you know, when the Doki Doki Panic first came out, the African gray parrot could have probably just owned that, been on the top of the charts. I mean, there's certain species of crabs that are capable of beating doom on nightmare difficulty. Um, it's so, you know. I, I mean, that's just because it's... That's built into the crab's nature is the doom. Well, so um, the uh, of the following one of the following three games or four games was uh, the first game to be beaten by an African gray parrot, and uh, our options are Horizon Forbidden West, mm-hmm. uh, Dark Souls Two, Scholar of the First Sin, uh, which, for the record, Kai is not actually the second to Dark Souls game. It is the uh, game of the year complete edition of the second Dark Souls. Oh, it's, game. I mean, it's what I. Uh, it's. Uh, that's what I think of as the second Dark Souls game. Uh, there's Call of there's Duty. There's really only three actual Dark Souls games. Uh, One of them is Demon's Souls. And uh, the third option is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Uh-huh. And our final answer is Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. Which, again, is three games. So if the African Grey Parrot had been able to beat that one, if that was the correct answer, then the, that, that, would, that parrot would would have beaten three games. Well, and once again, the African Grey Parrot is um, renowned for its intelligence and dexterity. Mm-hmm. So, um, The African Grey Parrot is sort of 
the speedrunner of animals. Having worked with birds like this of this species uh-huh. i can the, the most difficult part in using them in studies is um giving them a problem that's worth their time uh-huh. um because if you give them something if you put them in a skinner box for example mm-hmm. um they will choose to starve to death versus do work that's uh beneath them because that's more interesting to them uh, absolutely more stimulating so you know um uh, but w- which of these do you think is the correct answer kai um well, you know, there are a lot of good, a lot of good answers, a lot of good, uh, good probable ones. Um, you know, I do think, I do question, you know, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, as far as I understand, the African gray parrot had not participated in, uh, as a species, has not participated in any of the, any of our modern wars um, to date, not in Desert Storm, not in the other ones. Mm. Um, certainly not in World War Three or wherever those those games take you. Um, so I, I'm I'm bound to say that again, going back to the fact that the African gray parrot it wants to be challenged. This is a parrot that is looking for a good challenge. It might have chosen of its own volition to play this this game so utterly, which it it is so unfamiliar with this this Call of Duty Modern Warfare Three. The bird does not have arms to shoot a, a, a semi-automatic rifle with, or nor an automatic rifle for that matter. Exactly. Um, the, that that parrot has never been on a a helicopter, an attack helicopter. Uh, has never held a flamethrower. Uh, has never fought a zombie. So I, I do think I do think I'm going to say Call of Duty Modern Warfare Three just because I know how that parrot likes to be challenged, and I think that would be the most. I think that one just because of its lack of familiarity with the field. That one would be the most challenging, and you know that's fair. That is a fair um, choice, and I like the reasoning that you have. The parrot knows the, the parrot is is right there. Has been there in in the Forbidden West forever, you know. But the actual answer is, um, unfortunately, you are not correct. Is uh, the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy? Oh, interesting, and um, it's a very similar reason to what you said um, in that it's looking for something more challenging. Um, and as we all know, the Call of Duty um, single player missions. Uh-huh. Um, I don't play those games, but from my understanding, uh-huh. they're not all that difficult. Um, and some would might even say that the um, the you know the jungle lush scenery that is present in Crash Bandicoot maybe that reminds them of home. Sure, uh, maybe. but yeah, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. I, su- um, I suppose they do they do live there. You know, mm-hmm. they don't if they wanted to live somewhere else, they would move. Yeah. And as a uh, interesting piece of trivia as well, um, it is worth noting that the, uh, this uh, gray parrot um, by the name of uh, Chauncey uh-huh. was not actually the first non-human to beat a uh, video game. Uh, that belongs to a slime mold out of the uh, University of Canberra uh-huh. that was able to complete the Diablo II campaign in the early 2000s. That's, that's, uh, that's just that's just wonderful, Rowan. Slime molds are really quite um, incredible in, in what they're capable they're really of doing. Incredible, but it's it's pretty. You know, I, I do understand that specifically with Diablo two. It's kind of you know that that whole almost like pay to play feel. It it can be sort of predatory for the slime mold, which is so you know uh, unused to uh, um, interactions of that sort. Yeah, I'm 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 worried. I am worried. The slime mold seems to be one of the more uh, the more vulnerable. 
organisms to addictions. Yeah, uh, microtransactions. Like yes, exactly. Um, well, it's hard to say. Um, uh, because it, you know that could very very well may be the case. Um, but you know, uh, I do want to. So, Rowan, I I know that we want to move on to the to the uh, to the Overrune campaign. Uh, yes, Legend of the Overrune Part two, uh, Book Two. But I would just like to to throw in here. We just talked about animals playing games, mm-hmm. and it just it just occurred to me that yeah, ever since the late nineteen, early twentieth century, we've questioned about animals playing games and their capacity to do so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just just take just take dogs playing poker. Mm-hmm. It's a series of paintings by Cassius Marcellus Coolidge. Uh, it's a series of paintings wherein a group of dogs, well, they're playing poker. Yes. Which is not something that dogs do. Correct. And it just boggles the mind. It's really incredible, this this painting. Have you seen this painting, Ron? I, I have, as a matter of fact. And it's truly incredible. Um, and I think it harkens back to some of the stuff we're talking about with this mid-show midterm. Um, and, you know, I do think, I do see the connection, too. And let me just put this in, and then we can go dire- directly to the... Legend of the Over Overrune campaign, which I know you're book two, yes, book two. I've uh, met much, much uh, files and what have you. Well, the thing is, NFTs. I, I see, I see a, uh, I see a chance for NFTs to be a big part in animals playing games, and I'm not a hundred percent sure mm-hmm. where just yet. But this one's just for the citizen scientists out there. To consider the animal playing games as a, as a, as a, as inspiration for your next NFT ventures, and that's all I will say on the subject. Consider dogs playing poker, for example, and turn that into an NFT. I'm not telling Can, you to do anything. Well, no, of course not. This is not a call to action. It's not a call to action. But you I'm just, just saying, consider it. Just consider it. Consider it. Do you not have? Can you not create your own NFTs? Oh, I've created several. Yes. But this is, this is just this is a bigger I- idea than I think one person. It's going to take a whole, it's going to take a globe full of citizen scientists investigating this area from every possible angle. We're what, talking what's, chess. What, what, what's your angle here, Kai? What's your angle? With I'm this? just looking for the next step. I'm looking for a revolution here. Dogs playing poker was just the beginning. We have so many more games, shoots and ladders, chess. War games. All right, thank you very much, Kai. Uh, yeah, because we do, I do um, want to get to uh, um, Legend of the Overrune, uh-huh. and for uh, because uh, and, and not whatever you're trying to trying to do. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done, Rowan. You, are you? Are you? I'm completely done. If I didn't know better, I would assume you're trying to to kill time so that we we you don't be to, to avoid. Um, no, book I'm super. Two, no, Rowan, I'm super. Book two of Legend of the Overrune. I'm super excited about playing game. J- Journey to the Towers, Rowan. Yeah, I'm super excited. It was such a. I didn't have a great time last week. I felt that it was not. I I looked at it and it we, apparently we only we only spent like 15 minutes playing or less, and it had felt like an hour. Well, that's um, that's the beautiful thing about uh, games is that you can you can have hour, two hour, three hour long feeling epic stories in the span of 10 to 15 minutes. Uh-huh. Uh, 
But um, so uh, we were talking last week about uh, Legend of the Overroom, which is a, a tabletop RPG setting slash system yeah. I am working in, um, a uh, top-down immersive modular system with a focus on branching and uh, self-contained story uh, progression. Story is a funny word to use. And um, we, the reason we're doing this is because as we are talking about the science of play, the science of games, it's not just playing games that's the science. It's not just um, studying games that's mm-hmm. the science. It's actually building the game and the process of creating a great game. Uh-huh. And so what we're doing, and I think this is the first time that this has been done on low-powered community radio, we are doing a simultaneous let's play and play test Let's play test. A let's, a le- oh, that's wonderful. Let's play test. A live let's play test uh-huh. um, of this new system. And um, it is, of course, a, um, a D8 plus D20 system. Um, you know, sort really? Because of- I, I have a lot more dice than just that. Yeah. Well, it's sort of a powered by the apocalypse storyteller hack with um, taking some stuff from masks and uh, thirsty sword lesbians and kind of putting it all together. Um, okay. It's it's fan- it, it, you, you know, it's a work in progress, too. So there might be other systems. I've been trying to find a way to actually incorporate some some of the things that Fatal does right into the But that, that's neither here nor now. So. Last time you were Rory Tenderbum, um, a yeah, talisman, I was that, wasn't I? Uh, talisman holder um, in the world of Runeberg, and, and you, as I recall, yes, you killed me. Well, you killed yourself. You got into a, or you got into a fight with a bar goblin, okay, and you rolled poorly. That's and your yeah. character died. So yeah, so with with that, I'm dead. Right. What game is there left? Do I have to? Is there? Do I have a new character? No, you don't have a new character. I'm per still se. Rory Tenderbum. Yes, but you have entered into the Talis realm, and that is, of course, the underworld of Runeberg. So we have Runeberg, and we have t- the Talis realm. Correct. And by dying, mm-hmm. I have entered into the Talis realm. The Talis realm, correct. Well, this is where great. this is where spirits go. Of talisman holders who die while not holding their talisman, uh-huh. um, they are sent to the Talas realm where they actually become rune bearers who have to uh, attempt to find the um, the 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 uh, the correspond their talisman again okay. and uh, re- reunite their rune and their talisman together to be whole once again. And this is you, Kai. You, I know you mentioned that you were not a fan of your last character. I would say I was more less a fan of the name. Mm-hmm. This is my new character? Yeah, this is your new character. It's still Rory Tenderbum. This is just the form so you that made it takes. Me like some sort of, you've made me some sort of anime girl. Well, I mean, you know, it's... Uh, Holding a large glowing stone. Well, that's your rune. You are a rune bearer What's now. the point of this? So you're saying, you're saying that my... I had like sort of a, a very masculine sort of long hair, uh, you know, a metal sort of lord guy. Uh, I never said any of those things. I'm just saying what... It looked like to me, and now I'm an anime girl. Yes, in the Talos realm. In the Talos realm, which is sort of like the underworld of of Runeberg. Why? Well, why does this? Why does it matter? Why did you? Why did I have to change? Well, well you, why you, can't I change my name? You complain. Well, the name because the name is important. It's important that you remain. No, a t- you can't call this. This fair maiden is not going to be Rory Tenderbone. Of the royal Tenderbone. That's that offensive. Is, that, that I'm is, pretty sure that's offensive. Well, okay. So uh, before before you you we we get too deep into this, I do. I, you, there are some other things that I took into stride okay. from you, Kai. 
Um, namely, uh, I understand that some of this, the character sheets were a little confusing. Some of the statistics were needless and got in the uh-huh. way. Do I need so, to get those out? Um, we, uh, we got rid of, so I got rid of attack target percentage. You can scratch that out. I don't think I used that last time. Well, exactly. That's what, so. Just scratch that out. Okay. Um, you can remove your swarthiness modifier. Again, something that I did not even know exists. What yeah. page is that on? Uh, that's on page three. Um, okay. And then, of course, you can cross out perception. We're not using perception anymore. We're not using perception. No. There's no I. So. Don't worry. There's I, other there's yeah, other skills sure. that are relevant to it. Um, and yeah, and, and of course, I changed up your character portrait, which you complained about. Um, but anyway, you're, so you're in the Talos complain, realm. Really you're a, you're a rune bearer. Um, you uh-huh. look around you, and it's sort of this hellish landscape with skulls and gargoyles and, I see a big and tentacle. rotted towers and a big tentacle. Yeah, it's, it, it's when pretty, I go up to the tentacle, I touch it. Um, there's a gate in the way. Oh, where'd that gate come from? It's been there the entire time. I did, it was it was not there. Well, did it appear when I got close to it? Uh, yeah. Okay, I try. To, I open the gate. Oh, you try to open the gate. I, I yes. You try to open the gate. I yes. Okay, so what you're gonna need to do roll a um a manipulate uh device uh manipulate device check. The gate's a device that I need to manipulate. Yes. To open a gate. Right. You can't just assume that I am proficient in opening a okay, gate well, so the way it works is is that anything with a hinge is considered machinery for the purposes of manipulate machinery not all it, not even all machines have hinges well if they they do have hinges then they're considered machinery um all right how do i roll what do you uh, manipulate object uh manipulate machinery how do i do that um so i'm gonna need you to f- um find uh you know what you know what we're running we're short on time i'm just gonna say you do it um right. perfect you, you do it um as you go to open the gate before you stand two mushrooms no mushroom men i see they oh, say are, they they say, say they, they they say something no to you i say a, something first i oh, say oh, okay. get out of my way uh, they respond to you in a foreign tongue that you do not understand it sort of sounds like a pop 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 but swarthier can than I that. shoot them uh, with your rune yeah can I try to shoot them with my it's rune it's actually a support rune alright so this is what I do okay sure I pick up my rune uh, yeah I whip it at one of them do you yes okay Um. so you're actually you're gonna need to roll this time alright Okay, so look un- look under your look under your roll the, your rune stats. Um, okay. Can you read to me what what kind of rune did you do you have? Um, I know it's a support rune, but what's the specific name? A freezer rune. Freezer rune. Yeah. No, that's not right. That's what it's the, a it's free there. a freesia rune. That's it. A freesia rune. A freesier rune. Okay, so what you're going to be doing is you're going to add your um your wisdom. Uh, which is where? Uh, it's right. It's right at the top, right under, um, right under Hutzpah. Forty. Right above grit. Forty. Forty. Yeah. No, that's not right. No. Wait. Forty. Forty. Oh, I guess you're in the Talus realm, so you do get a couple bonuses there. Great. Right. Okay. So it's forty. What you're going to do is that's your um, that's your target number, and okay. what you're going to do is you're going to roll five d20s, and if you beat, make or beat sixty, then you can roll one d8 to determine. How effective your whipping Ron, action was? I I can't, I lost my d twenty. Can I roll another die? Um, is there some sort of rule where I could, if you don't have the right die, you can roll like a different die? Uh, well, could you could roll a d twenty five times? I don't have a d twenty. I guess just roll. 
All right, here's what I have. Okay, what do you have? I have three D6s. You have three D6s? Yeah, I forgot my die. If you wanted to do play a three D6 game, we could have played um we could have played the Soprano role playing game, okay? That's a three D6 system. Great, let's do that instead. Was that created by you as well? Uh, no, but uh, okay, no, no, no. Okay, fine. Um, I use. Okay, this is what I do. All right, I all throw right. my rune. Uh huh. We'll just say we'll just say you make that check. We'll say you make that check because okay. we're rolling time. Okay. Um. So you obliterate you obliterate the uh, the will mushrooms. Um. Their little both bu- of them. Yeah. Yeah. I just threw it one. Uh, they're 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 emphatically linked. Great. So you. So they, I can, I get through to the gate now. I go through, through the gate. You go through the gate. Do, wait, did they drop any like loot? No. Nothing. No. Is there like sand? Uh, there's some sand. Can yeah. I pick that up. Put that in my pocket. Uh, it goes through your fingers. Can I? Okay. You, well, you don't I have roll any... my I roll my rune on it. You roll your rune yeah, on. Yeah. Does it pick up any of the sand? Yeah. Sure. Great. Do it. Does it power? Add the add the dusty modifier to um to your to your rune. Awesome. Yeah. All right, I go through the gate. Okay, great. Um, when you go through the gate, as you approach the tentacle, they you see a dark figure, um, sort of hanging out in front of you, sort of this misty, translucent, transparent individual standing there. Is a ghost? Is a sheet ghost? It it is a sheet ghost, and it approaches you. Um, I say, hello. It says nothing. And it draws a sword sheathed in bright red energy. This is a lightsaber, Rowan. It's not a lightsaber. It is an energy – it is a sword with a, an enchantment of energy shielding, okay? Kai, please. Oh, where's my lightsaber? There's four minutes what left in the my... show. You, well, you should have thought about that before you played a talisman holder, died, and became a rune I, bearer. I, I try to – Run past it. Run past the ghost. I want to get to that tentacle. So as you, I will act- not end this game without feeling that tentacle. Okay, without so, making you describe that tentacle to me. Okay, so um, uh, as you run past, um, I'm gonna. He's gonna roll to hit. Well, let me double check the modifier. Hold on, here. I'm looking at my my sheet. It says, "I nobody can touch me." Where does it say that? Ah, uh, page six. Oh, you have the untouchable merit. Uh huh. That makes sense. Okay, sure. So, um, uh, you run as you go to run past him. He swishes his energy sword, uh-huh. misses, and then Natural. his eyes start to glow red. Or sorry, bright yellow. Bright yellow. They uh-huh. start to glow. Okay. Wait, no, red. Hold on, I need to. Does it matter? Double check my notes. Yes, it does matter. Kai. Why does it matter? Well, I'm trying to figure out what energy eyes he's activating, Kai. Who right. cares? All right, so they turn yellow. Great. And 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 the form begins to shift and twirl, and the sheet over him okay. sort of starts to ripple and boil and turn into nothingness. And before and this is before you, I'm able to touch the tentacle. This is before you're able to touch the tentacle yet. Um, as a matter of fact, during this entire exchange, the tentacle has gone back into the ground. <laughs> what? So the, the, I dive through. I try to get to. I dive through the hole. Um. As the, the 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 ghost finishes transforming, as you go to dive in the hole, and you see in front of you your former body as a talisman holder, and he stands there as you go to jump in the hole, and he opens his mouth and points at you and says, "We must merge, face me, and become whole again." What? So this is this is my character from last time. Yes. 
This is the inverse shade of the rune, sorry, the talisman holder of the rune bearer that you are now uh, playing. I don't, was this supposed to be like a big reveal? Yeah, 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 it is, I, it is a big reveal. I, fought, I, dived, I dived in the hole. Well, Kai, um, uh, you know what? I dive in the hole. What happens to me, Rowan? Uh, well, you die for real this Great. time. All right, I'd like to. Uh, I like to. I-, I believe we have a citizen science. Uh, this, uh, um, I guess. I guess so, Kai. I guess there is a. Citizen well, that was a science. great. You know, Rowan, that was an absolutely great. Uh, it was a really fun game. I enjoyed the tentacle. Oh, I th- enjoyed the tentacle. I would say here's my critique: uh-huh. if you can increase. If you can make that tentacle sort of more of a part of the game, um, that, that would probably be my one uh, recommendation. Uh, but the citizen science, science is, of course, the part of the show where we discuss research findings and data collected by those amateur scientists out there in the world, on the streets, and posted to social media. Just like you, listener, you are a citizen scientist, and you sometimes say things like this. Um, so, Rome, would you like to read this one for us? Uh, yeah. Um, this is a um, – well, I mean, I, I normally I would, um, but I don't know, Kai. I'm sorry. It's not about tentacles. You know, um, it, you know, this is something that, that would be a big reveal. And, you know, I know how you feel about big reveals at this point. So you want me to read it is what you're saying? All right. So this is citizen sure. science this week. Yeah, is, go, go nuts. Whatever you want, this Kai. Is, it's yeah, the, whatever you say. The ancients used sound to heal. In Malta, at the oldest underground temple in the world, is a room called the Oracle Chamber, designed to vibrate sounds in 11 hertz, which scientists now know kills cancer cells using the power of the 11th harmonic. I, you know, I wonder if this is actually a, a, a truly a citizen scientist and not one of the uh, grad students uh, over at uh, the Simon Amy Institute of Spirit Science, because we cover this. this the is, 11th uh, harmonic? We, we cover the 11th, the 12th, the 13th even. Really? Um, well, the thirteenth—that's very high-level stuff. I I haven't even now, experienced did, the thirteenth harmonic. And I didn't know that when somebody says harmonic, what they mean is just it, one harmonic equals one hertz. I was not aware of that. That that was the case. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's a special kind of hertz. It's the healer's hertz. It's, the, it's, it's a not the same. It's a different unit. It's not one over uh, seconds. Or... No, it it has more to do with its therapeutic properties. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, um, I'm not. I'm, I'm not talking. Excuse me. All right, I'd like to end uh, end on a quote by a notable scientist uh, in the field of science. Um, and so, this is somebody in the field of science that has said something remarkable and sometimes often uh, related to our concept for today. So, I'd like to close on a. <laughs> I'd like to close on a quote by Gary Gygax, inventor of uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Mm. And he said this Play ball. Except if 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 uh, if, if he was running Kai's now, game, if he was running Kai's game, Kai would be going. Where's play more? Play tentacle. Eureka now is meticulously researched, produced, and presented with the support of Tech Brothers New Mini Labs in oh, Chicago. Oh, I'm sorry, I don't want to be a fighter. We can are I, uh, broadcast can, can, every. Se- can I? Be Rowan, a, we need to end I, the show. Can, can, can I be end a, the show? Can I be a ska pianist? We please? are broadcast every Saturday evening, eight to nine p.m. That's actually not a bad. Can you make me a ska pianist? Does that fit into the Talos realm? There, 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 there is. Uh, 
that that is a class actually. That is, that we are broadcast every Saturday evening, eight to nine PM CST on WLPN LP one hundred five point five FM Lumpen Radio, and simulcast live on twitch.tv slash Lumpen Radio at that same time. Uh, if you'd like to get in contact with us, you can follow us at Eurekicast on Twitter and Instagram, and visit our website at Eurekicast Rowan, what would you like to do? Yours. What do you thing? What do you want from me, Kai? Would you like to tell them about our other forms of social media? I, I, I don't know. Do I? Is that a no? Should, should I roll for it? You want me to roll for it? Could you just do it? If you engage in other forms of social media, please feel free to find us at facebook.com slash EurekaCast or send an email to EurekaCastNow at gmail.com. Uh, additionally, if you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the program, feel free to reach out at that email, which is once again EurekaCastNow at gmail.com. Um, without Chicago, allow us here at EurekaCastNow to uh, end just end the show. Just end the show. Look, I, I, you know, I put a lot of work into these things. I put a lot of I really. Put-